Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, right now, we are giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in the Rhino neighborhood. You can find them in Park Hill as well. Now is a perfect time to upfit your game with custom fit, custom built clubs, and you can get them done beautifully at Optimum Golf, and if your game needs a little fine-tuning, you can work with their award-winning pros as well at either of those locations. They're doing it outside as well at the Aurora Hills Golf Club. Plus, you can go to their virtual bays to work on your game as well. And right now, we're giving away $100. You can use it for a lesson with Kyle. He is so stinking good at what he does. He teaches Mia. Totally worth it. Or you can use that $100 gift card to get a couple of hours in the virtual bay. First caller, 303-831-1340, 303-831-1340. You are going to Optimum Golf on us, and if you don't win it, just book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, May, so a lot of talk about Russell Wilson being the new quarterback. The guy's been working out, lifting weights. Russell Wilson held his spring training, if that's what you want to call it, with a whole bunch of guys on offense. But today, first time on the field today, uh, and I'll tell you something, Paul Hackett is jazzed already. I mean, everybody's coming in. They're so fired up. They're so excited to get out there. I mean, in the end, that's what you want. You want guys to come out here. You want them to want to practice uh, and want to get better. In that. And, I mean, Russ leads that charge. I mean, this guy loves practice. I mean, just out there at the end, he's like, wait, we're done? Like, can we do more? And you're like, ah, oh, man, I would love to. But uh, we got to tone it down, baby steps. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, he's awesome. Well, by the way, Paul Hackett is totally jazzed for his son, Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, he is. Make no mistake about it. I don't think Paul was there today, former offensive coordinator of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a guy that I covered, covered when he was and, yeah. the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. But Nathaniel is obviously fired up. Russell is obviously fired up. Uh, practice today, what were your impressions? Uh, the, pl- the the players were fired up as well. I mean, it was, it was business as usual, but... Um, at least in the early periods of practice that we were able to witness, definitely more zest and energy than we saw at similar points in recent years. Right. It's funny, when I watch, it's not old-time film, but when I watch NFL Network and they do biographies on coaches, Mm -hmm. the one thing that I see from younger coaches, like a Don Shula, like a Chuck Noll, when they were younger, a Bill Walsh, they would be on the field with their hands on the guys, literally moving them around. It's a young thing with those guys, and it's apparently a young thing with Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, and even if you're not young, thinking young, Red Miller was 50 years old when he I'm was, 53. Yeah. What are you saying? When he was during a practice in 1977, uh, getting down, demonstrating something, got hit, got his nose, had blood coming down 
right from the bridge of his nose down Hank his Stram nose. was the same way yeah so some of it is just thinking young you know don't don't be distant kind of be involved be an active engaged teacher and that's that's one thing that we're going to learn more about in the next few weeks and months here is how the teaching methods are different not only in the classroom but on the field it's very much trying to keep the uh, keep keep the again. It, it's not millennial. It's younger than millennial. Right. It's, I mean, what what are the what is it? Generation Z. It's right. keeping the Generation Z minds that fill up most of the locker room for the most part engaged and involved. There's a psychology to it, is what you're saying. Very much so. Yes. And it's a Phil Jackson psychologist, not really a great X's nose guy. But a psychologist. What's funny is I'm thinking back to all the practices I watched with you. Uh, that dates back to the Shanahan era. Do you remember Shanahan, Josh McDaniels, John Fox? Uh, let's see, Gary Kubiak. These are a lot of coaches. Vance Joseph, yeah. Vic Fangio, being as active with their players as Hackett was today. But I'm really going to pinpoint the youth of a Vance Joseph. No, I don't. I, Neither I do I. Some assistance, yes. And again, it's not necessarily an age thing. You know, Joe D. Camillus, by the time he got here, he was he was in his 50s. He's about as active a coach that, as I've seen in terms of getting hand Kolar in the dirt. Too. Kolar was that way. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a mindset more than just an age. Because Vance Joseph, when he got the job, I think he was, what, 44 years old? Your age. Yeah, and uh, you know, and Nathaniel Hackett's only a couple of years younger than Vance Joseph was when Vance got the job. Josh McDaniels was younger, was three nine years younger than Nathaniel Hackett when the Broncos hired him. And yet Hackett coaches in a younger style. He's hands-on. Exactly. McDaniels, he wasn't he he wasn't demonstrating stuff. You know what he was? I'll tell you what he was. Remember, remember how he would like twirl there, his, that's where I was I, go. the twirl the whistle. The whistle that's what I always remember about yep. McDaniel's and the way he would walk around and twirl the whistle. Right. He wasn't doing a lot of like hands-on coaching. Occasionally he'd offer something, but in general he was walking around and twirling the whistle. Kind of like the king walking around with his scepter. Yeah. That's what it was. It was his scepter. That's a great way of putting it. Thank you. You should use that for thednvr.com. <laughs> I'll just use it here. <laughs> well, I would like I would like to see my name in writing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, big news. Uh, K.J. Hamler recovering from a serious injury. I know you believe in K.J. Hamler a lot. I believe in his speed. I can't yeah. say that I believe in him as a wide receiver, right? Uh, that's kind of like saying, and I'm going way back, so if you're over the age of 50, you remember this name. That's kind of like me believing in Ronaldo Nehemiah's speed when he was a wide receiver for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. It's kind of like me believing as a Bears fan, believing in Willie Galt's speed. At least Willie Galt had played college football. Right. KJ Hamler played college football. Ronaldo Nehemiah, they plucked him off of the, uh, I think he ran the uh, 110 hurdles. Right. So a lot of speed. But he has a case of the drops, or at least he has historically at Penn State, and even when he was here. Um, you know, speed's not going to scare anybody if you can't catch the ball. But what it does is it gives them an option to blow the top off the defense, somebody who gets behind the safeties, mm-hmm. and at the very least, it's a look 
to stretch the defense. That's why I'm encouraged that he is out there, but he has been one injury after the next. Yeah, and that's why I think, while it's promising to see him out there catching some passes as he did today, Mm -hmm. uh, they are very much going to treat him uh, with kid gloves. They're going. This is going to be baby steps for KJ Hamler working his way back. Um, it's not just the injury; it's the history of hamstring injuries. Well, too. the beauty is they don't have to rush him back because they don't need him right away. Right. I, they already have three pretty good wide receivers. Right. He's a luxury. If they can plug him in there for 15, 20 snaps a game and target him in a couple, target him a couple of times, that's fabulous. But. I don't think they're going to have anything resembling a full practice workload for KJ Hamler until probably at the earliest June, maybe even training camp. But this is where you start getting your timing. He's already worked with Russell Wilson out at the uh, the spring training, as you called it, out in San Diego. Well, isn't that what isn't that what he called it? What Wilson called it? Probably because he's a baseball guy, right? Spring training. I mean. You can you can take Russell Wilson out of baseball, but you can't take baseball out of Russell Wilson. I know. You can roll your eyes. That's fine. Dan, you're not even paying attention. That was definitely worth something. Crickets, rim shot. Boom. I just wanted your natural reaction. I thought you were going to laugh at it. Don't listen. Be be accountable. I saw you looking. That you. Were I ready. was. I was looking at my phone. I'm trying to enter were. a giveaway well, kinda, for a free Broncos yeah. jersey. And what's funny is is that. I saw you looking down. I figured it was at your phone. The computer is guarding what you're looking at. I'm thinking, Danny's not even paying attention. Now, listen, <laughs> I wouldn't pay attention either if I were you. I'm not, because maybe the show just isn't that interesting to you. And I don't have a problem with that. Just be ready with the crickets. I just have Broncos fatigue. Do you? Yeah. In April? That's a problem. It's just a, it's just a matter of working on this show, I think. Well, you have the Nuggets in you the just playoffs. just talk a lot of Broncos. Well, to today's show, we have Avs, full segments. Avs, Nuggets, and Rockies. I, we produce this show for you. So are you saying that when we talk about the Rockies at 5.30, you're fully engaged? When we talked about the Avalanche at 4.30, you were fully engaged. I was fairly engaged for the Avalanche and Nuggets segments. We talked about the Nuggets at 4.15. Yeah, I was pretty engaged. We are going to talk some football next. Um, what should we expect from you in terms of full participation? Um, I will be at a 70% attention rate. Excellent. That is the type of enthusiasm and dedication that we've come to expect. Is that enough to keep us on the air, 70%? A C student running the show. Cs get degrees. Hey, Ds get degrees. George, George, as, listen. As Tommy Boy Callahan looked and saw the D+, plus, he's like, I passed. <laughs> George George W. Bush had a C average and became president. Okay. Think of the upside that you have, Dan. Just think. What do I they- have even higher than a C average. What's that? I have even higher than a C average. What do they call the, the person who's last in their class at medical school? Doctor. Exactly. Yep. Doctor. <laughs> Coming up after the break, that was just a guess, too. Uh, CBSSports.com posted an article on recent draft blunders. The Broncos have had their fair share, but are they on the list? That's next. 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale owner of the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Windfall Brewing Company. They're in the Orchard Town Center. And man, that place is a great place to go for starters. Brewing Company. 17 craft brews on tap. They have a new executive chef. Used to be the sous chef at Shanahan, so you know how good the menu is. They have a fabulous hand-butchered ribeye with a Cabernet mushroom demi-glace. One thing that I love, I love to eat meat, but fish is my thing. A pan-seared salmon with charred broccolini. That's outstanding. Uh, So many good things on the menu. It's always changing, always getting better. It is not just bar food. It's a dining experience. And you know what? Great place to take the kids, and this is why. They have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man Golden Tee, some of your favorite old-time arcade games. Head to Westminster, make it a day or a night at Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. CBSSports.com posted an article on recent draft blunders. Now, the way they framed it wasn't they took a, a guy who wasn't very good. They said they drafted this guy and should have taken this guy. So as an example, you could look at the Broncos and say they took Paxton Lynch. They should have taken uh, Dak Prescott. The Broncos took Brock Osweiler. They should have taken Russell Wilson as an example. But let's take quarterbacks out of it completely. Yeah, because that's the low-hanging fruit. That's easy. Right. So with that, uh, can you think of some that would be like, ooh, I cannot believe uh, they did that. The 2017 draft had was a awful. Period. It had they had a couple of these. Okay. Third round, Carlos Henderson, right? You, oh yeah. Well, you know who the next receiver off the board was? Chris Godwin. Pretty good. He's become a Pro Bowl or a perennial Pro Bowl or a star with with Tampa Bay. Right. Um. But then it, the, another one that kind of it, it's it's a little bit under the radar. Um. Not the same position, but you remember Brennan Langley, right? I do. Two picks later, Trey Hendrickson, who has uh, become a pass rushing star the last two years with 27 and a half sacks in the last two seasons. Right. And then sort of analogous to what, and I think when you pick a position and you pick the wrong guy, that's where it hurts. Right. Jake Butt over George Kittle. Yeah, that was a big one. In round five. I'll give you one. Yeah. This goes back to the 2007 draft. Okay. Jarvis Moss was a bust on his own. Yep. But they could have had Lamar Woodley. Ugh. Who was taken in the second round. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Jarvis, Jarvis Moss, who they could never quite He was awful. Out. He was just simply awful. They, well, Mike Shanahan was lining him up at, as a nose tackle. Right. Briefly, uh. Briefly early on. Um, 
Do you count bad trades in this? Because that's where the Alfonso we, Smith. We can do it however you would like. The Alfon- Alfonso Smith and then the Seahawks I of that one too. trading next year using that pick on Earl Thomas. Yeah. The, the, and the thing is, it's not like it was. it's a case of oh, Alfonso Smith other, over other guys because um, there were players who did fine after Alfonso Smith. Uh, you know, Jairus Bird had a really good few years. Uh, there, but there weren't there weren't game changers after. But it was the act of trading a future one for a two that year. That is a trade that you should never make. And but at the same time, because teams value this year's draft more than next year's draft, it gives an opening, for example, for George Payton to uh, maybe turn pick sixty four this year into something better next year. Yeah. Because we talk about a trade down, it could be a tra- It could be trading pick sixty four for a second rounder next year and a sixth rounder this year. Right. Keep your eye open for de- a deal like that because they do want to bolster their cap their capital uh, next year. Jar- Jarvis Moss is a uh, is a great example. Um, well, I want to give you one that's going to make you go oi again. Uh, now we'll see if we're thinking of the same one. Oh wait, this was pick fifty three through sixty three. Okay. In this particular draft, okay. four wide receivers are taken. One at 53, one mm-hmm. at 56, one at 61, one at 63. If the Broncos would have traded up to 53 with the Packers, they could have had Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. They took Cody Latimer at 56. At 61, Allen Robinson. 63, Jarvis Landry. <sighs> and Cody Latimer was... N- I don't want to say he wasn't well-liked. He wasn't trusted by Peyton Manning. It's and the simplest way. 2014, there, there have been a lot of good wide receiver drafts, but 2014 is an all-time receiver draft, right? Because you go through, uh, it's, I mean, Sammy Watkins, it started with him, and he's been, he's been fine. But then you had Mike Evans, and you had Odell Beckham Jr., and you had Brandon Cooks. Kelvin Benjamin had a moment in the, a few years ago. That was the first round. But your second round receivers, Marquise Lee, Jordan Matthews, Paul Richardson, Devontae Adams, like you mentioned, Cody Latimer, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry. The Broncos got the dud in the uh, in the game of mystery date for wide receivers that year. And uh, the fact that, La- that Adams went four picks before, that just kind of makes you just go, ugh. But they could have... You know what? They could have had Allen Robinson. Right. And he could have been good. If we go, by the way, this is one, I don't know if this is recent, but this is one that I remember very vividly from the Mike Shanahan era. And it's sort of symbolic of the the mistakes made personnel wise. And it's, listen, it's easy to yes. go back in hindsight. I get it. But here's and that's the thing. what we're doing. I get but it. But they had a, but, but the Broncos had a need at this position at the time. And it was safety, and it was 2002. And they picked Ashley Lee. Yeah. And not long after, five picks later, Ed Reed went off the board. You know what? I was I was listening to somebody talk about Ashley Lee, and they talked about how good of a player he was. Ashley Lee would make one spectacular catch every game, mm-hmm. and then completely disappear. That's a case of a guy thinking he was better than he was. He. Here's how it was described to me um, in the building back then. I was working there at the time. 
that he th- he thought he was working as hard as he could. Like in his mind, like I'm doing all I can, right? Right. But everyone else knew that there was another level that he could get to. There was another gear, another level of consistency. And he couldn't, uh, and he couldn't, and for whatever reason, he couldn't find it. He couldn't tap into it. And that was, and that, and that, and that was basically, and that, and that was basically it. Um, by the way, another one, the year before, uh, 24th overall pick Broncos took Willie Middlebrooks. Remember him? Yep. I do. Now there were some okay players taken immediately after, but eight picks later, somebody that the late Jack Elway loved and did the report on before he passed away. I know where you're going with this was Drew Brees. Yep. Know that story. There's another, there's another pick that could have changed Broncos history. Right. Another decision. By the way, and even if they didn't take Drew Brees, guys that were left on the board at that moment were Reggie Wayne and Todd Heap. Heap had a very good career. Reggie Wayne's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Every team has these. There's no question. No and question we, and we, I understand we are cherry picking and we are doing this in hindsight. But and it, I totally understand it. But I'll tell you, like some of the ones that were on this uh, article, okay, a lot of them like uh, high in the draft. Like, for example... Early in the 2004 draft, Robert Gallery was regarded as one of the best offensive line prospects to come in since, you know, in, in a decade and a half or so. The Raiders picked him. Yep. The guy that they didn't pick who went next was Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Um, another one that they give, uh, Houston Texans, the first pick they ever made. They wanted to get all the offensive line right in front of them, so they actually took Tony Baselli in the expansion draft planning on taking Derek Carr in the actual draft with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Baselli never played a snap for Houston. He couldn't get healthy. Right. And that started a spiral that led to David Carr running for his life for most of the time they was in Houston and kind of proving a maxim that a lot of people have that you need to at least get the offensive line to a passable level before you bring in the quarterback. Houston didn't do that. And the guy they passed on that went number two overall was Julius Peppers. And with 160 sacks, it's not a matter of if Julius Peppers gets into the Hall of Fame. It's when he gets into the Hall of Fame. Right. Right. I'm going to look at one more. Yeah, go ahead. Um, one more Bronco one? One, one Bron- although he wasn't bad. I, I don't, I don't want to suggest that he was bad, but I'm just very curious to see who were the running backs taken in this particular draft? Because this guy was a pretty high-up draft pick. Was this uh, the Monte Ball year? No, I did look that up, and there was one guy, who, like LaShawn McCoy or somebody, who was, who was taken. Um, I don't know why I have a feeling this was... Because Eddie Lacy went not long after he Monte did. Ball. And he had a good career, but he didn't... He had a toe injury, and the, it was interesting. Like that was a reason why the Broncos didn't take him because they thought, okay, he's not going to last. He's not going to last more than five years in the league. And indeed, Eddie Lacy played five years in the NFL. Right. But before that happened, he racked up a couple of th- of, of thousand yard seasons in a Pro Bowl, something that Monte Ball couldn't do. Um. So running backs, are you looking? So no, that that one wasn't what I thought okay. it was. That one wasn't what I thought it was. And there's another one that I that could be in there. 
Um, well, here's here's an interesting one. Remember when the Broncos traded down twice in the 2012 draft, right? Yep. Well, the first trade was with the Patriots, and the Patriots took Dante Hightower. Right. Oh, I remember that draft well. The second trade was with Tampa Bay. Yeah. And they took Doug Martin. And the Broncos end up with Derek Wolf, and Derek Wolf was fine. Want me to tell you a story but about I'll, that? But Doug Martin, as a rookie, was sensational. He had nearly 1,500 yards. Right. And the reason why I bring that up, I, Derek Wolf was a very good pick long term, but Doug Martin on that team in 2012. The Broncos might have won the Super Bowl in Peyton Manning's first year if Martin had been there. I'm going to tell you just a quick little nugget. So all of us during the draft in the same room, you know, watching NFL Network, whatever it is, and the Broncos, you know, traded down uh-huh. and took Derek Wolf. Yeah, I'm not going to name the guy's name, but it is a guy, so that narrows it down for you. Um, everybody in town knows who this guy is. Former player. I'll just that that's the biggest hint I'll give you. Okay, and they select. They select Derek Wolf, and this guy is live on the air, and I hear a bell. Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> and the reason why I bring Whoa. this up is because I'd be willing to bet the house a cup of coffee that the guy who said this had no idea who Derek Wolf was. And I'll tell you who that person is in the break. I, I think I know who this person is. And I was just like, just because you didn't do the research mm-hmm. doesn't mean the Broncos made a huge mistake. And quite frankly, they did not make a huge mistake. They didn't. They didn't. But it was interesting to look back at the players that yes. uh, the other teams took. And in particular, with all like with all respect to Derek Wolf, Dante Hightower, a, a, and every t- and every down running back at that level on the 2012 team when they were trying to run out the clock against Baltimore. Yeah. Doug Martin would have gotten in the next round. That's why I say with Doug Martin, they probably win the Super Bowl. Coming up after the break, power rankings out in baseball. Yeah, we're talking about it early, but think about this. The Rockies are basically 10% already into their schedule. They have flown up the power rankings in CBS Sports. Where are they? Should they be there? Are you starting to believe in this team? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at TheOptimumGolf.com. 
CBS Sports Power Rankings. Rockies are now in the top 10. They are number 10. Record is 10 and 5. They are 4 and 1 on the road. They haven't lost a series against any team they played this season. That includes the Dodgers, Rangers, Cubs, Phillies, and the Tigers, who they just took two of three from. 15 games is roughly 10% of their schedule. How much are you starting to believe in this team? Because we're getting a bigger sample size. Bigger sample size. And again, it's not like this team was bad at the end of last year. Um, I'm believing in this team as a wild card contender. Well, by the and by the way, right, it, it's they are actually right now, um, as a team, they are, believe it or not, they're second in batting average in baseball right now, and we were to, and the offense was a huge concern coming in, and it's answered most of the questions. And think about this for a second. Chris Bryant doesn't have a home run, right? And he's batting like two seventy seven. He's getting on base. You can make the case. The Rockies are not even close to performing at what we thought they'd perform at. Their starting pitching, honestly, has been erratic. Yes. At best. Their bullpen has been terrific. Right. I mean, the- Say, it's saving them right now, but we all, you, you, it's fair to be skeptical about the bullpen to see if it holds up. Right. Uh, given, given the use uh, that, that, that they've had right now. I mean, they've played, you know, they, they've played what, uh, 15 games uh, so far. And um, let's see. So let's see. The 33, 48, uh, 627. I mean, they're averaging barely five innings a start right now. Well, well th- but here's something else to consider. They have gotten production out of a guy that people thought was just going to be a yeah, fourth, fifth starter, Chad Cool, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Kyle Freeland, number two starter on this team. Maybe you want to call him number one. Mm-hmm. He has not been good no. this season. He's got the second worst whip in the rotation, only ahead of Sensatella. Marquez, by the way, was terrific in his first start, has been marginal at best, and that's being kind in his last two starts. Worst FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, which is basically takes out any errors and whatnot and, and it and measures what's on the picture. He has the worst FIP. Of any of the start Rocky starting pictures right now. I know five point one oh. I know Nolan, who uh punches the right buttons for milehighsports.com, is dying to know how Austin Gomber is doing. And he hasn't been very good either. He doesn't have one quality start this season. No. Two of his starts have not gone five innings. And they're ten and five. Dangle Bad has been terrific. He has been terrific. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the when you look at the hitting of this team, mm-hmm. Crone has been terrific. Yeah. The kid that they picked up from Toronto. Randall Grichuk has first uh, home run over the weekend. Of that's the right. Season. He has but been, CJ Crone's got six home runs and Grichuk's got one. Right. They're not getting the production that they thought that they would get right now out of <clears throat> Chris Bryant. Uh, I, I don't think that um, uh, Brendan Rogers is hitting his weight. He's hitting 087 right now. He's he's not he's not he's hitting, not he's not hitting a seven year old. He's weight. barely OPSing his weight, let alone hitting his weight. So they mm-hmm. are not reaching their potential in areas where they thought that they would be good, mm-hmm. and they're sitting at ten and five. You got, I mean, but you know what the concern is? Can Connor Jokins sustain it? Go take a look at the National League West standings and tell me what jumps out to you. 
They're ten and five. This, four and this one is a on big the deal for me because I usually don't check the standings until May one. Okay, we'll check them out. I and tell me what pops out to you. This team is ten and five, four and one on the road. And, and they're a and, game, and they're in third place. They're in third place, and they're a game right now. A game ahead of the Padres. Now they are as close to fourth place, the Padres, as they are to first place, LA. Right. Yeah. So the other thing, yeah, and the first time I looked at the standings, I'm like, whoa, the Mets are twelve and five, not good for my Braves. Right. Braves, yeah, that's that. That's why I don't look at the standings in May. <laughs> what do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just or in April. case you missed it. Sorry. Something special about this date, if you're a fan of uh, Sandra Bullock movies, and also Bones Highland became the first player, not just rookie, but the first player to ever accomplish this postseason feat. We'll talk about all that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, according to uh, Miss Rhode Island in the film Miss Congeniality, this is a pretty special date. Um, here's what she had to say about it. Describe your perfect date. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. So in the spirit of today being Miss Rhode Island's perfect date, yes. what is uh, your perfect date on the calendar using any criteria you'd like? Well, if we're talking about weather, I like September because I like when it gets a little crisper. At times, I like when it's warmer too. Pretty crisp today. Crisp today, though. It's beautiful today. Yeah, love the weather today. A little, little, little chilly. Need, needed a vest. Um, so a little. I'd say a little more than a light jacket today. Right, is what you needed. Right. Um, I usually look yeah. at the sports calendar. Basically, like around a right near my birthday. Not because it is my birthday, but near my birthday, like around the first week of October, you have. The playoffs starting uh-huh. in baseball. Yeah. You have college football, pro football, all in full swing. And, oh, by the way, the NHL has started as well. That's my that's my favorite time of the year because yeah. it's all going at the same time. 
That's a good choice. Thank you. I, October is. I, like I appreciate you validating October's my a, opinion. October is a really good, a really good month no. for sports. Probably the in this country, probably the peak month. Yep. And the weather in Denver on. is usually really good too. And you've got the leaves turning as well. So I, I think more than September, October. That's when you feel the Christmas. A bit. Yep. Of course, here in October, you might get a freak snowstorm. See, it's harder here to, in, in October. I'm the 1997 Broncos, the blizzard they dealt with on their way to Buffalo was uh, end of October. Here, the weather is so capricious, it's hard to pin down a perfect date. Right. I think uh, it's different parts of the country. I think like in the upper Midwest, the perfect date date on the calendar would probably be late September, early October, or like mid to late May. I'll tell you what I like. I like Memorial Day. Because to me, that is the springboard into summer. Yeah. It's when all the pools open. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mine's probably in early January because I'm a winter guy. Yeah. I like winter. I right. like to ski. Right. And uh, I and you're in the swing of things with NBA and NHL season and NFL playoffs. The playoffs. Absolutely. You know? Playoffs? Indeed. Just in case nice you missed drop. it. Nice drop. I like the fact that you had that uh, Mora drop ready to go. Playoffs? That is a good Mora. No, you. I thought that was a drop. <laughs> I don't do a Jim Mora. Just in playoffs. Case, just in case you missed it, uh, Bones playoffs? Highland is the first player over the last twenty-five postseasons with three thirty-footers in a single quarter. Uh, we've talked about him having Steph Curry-type range. The only two other players to have recorded three thirty-footers in a single playoff game—not a quarter like Bones did, but a game. In that same 25 postseason span, Damian Lillard twice and Kevin Durant. Bones hit three deep three-pointers over a minute and five seconds in the second quarter. Crowd was absolutely electric at Ball Arena. We've talked a lot about the rise of another guy, another young guy, on the other side in this playoff series, Jordan Poole. Who would you rather have on your team the next five years, Bones Highland or Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole. Not that Bones isn't good, yeah. but Poole's a little more proven. I think yep. we're still learning about Bones. That you're happy with where he's going, but does does Bones become an all star? I, I I think Poole makes an all star even by next year. What Bones is doing, yeah. Poole already does at a higher level. Already does at a higher level. And defensively, I'm not saying Poole is a great defensive player, but Bones Highland has a long way to go. And something else to consider, Poole has learned from arguably two of the best shooters in basketball and certainly one of the greatest in NBA history. And one of the greatest defenders in NBA history no. as well. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about an education this guy is getting? No doubt. Yeah, I like Jordan Poole a lot. I think he got snubbed for most improved player. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, while Bones had a huge minute in the second quarter, Monte Morris was a huge contributor in the third quarter, going five for five from beyond the arc. Aaron Gordon also stepped up, as you guys mentioned earlier, with his 21 points. He had two blocks and a steal as well. Monte, 24 points, five assists. What's more likely in game five? Jokic gets help again with two teammates over 20 points, or Steph Curry and Klay Thompson both score over 30 points Again, like they did in Game Four. The latter. I hate saying it, but I agree. Uh, but I do think it's more. Well, l- let's think about something that we talked about last week. When you have inconsistent players, mm-hmm. generally speaking, not a knock on Monte Morris, 
not a knock on Aaron Gordon. You'll get those type of performances every fifth or sixth game. Yeah. Well, they got it yesterday. Are they going to go two for two? The history suggests no. The history suggests no. And if I am Steve Kerr and I make an adjustment, when Monte Morris is on the floor, to your point, Danny, Clay Thompson is going to be all over him. You don't have to put anybody on Will Bart. And they, and they didn't at the end. I mean, right. he had the wide open look in the corner. Right. The, at, I mean, think about that. Will Barton, the all-time leader in three points, three-pointers made Nuggets history. The Warriors played defense on that possession, daring Will Barton to shoot. Right. And, and he, he beat did. him in that game. Hey, but then again, the, the Nuggets have to win three in a row in order to win this series. Anything else, Danny? Uh, yeah, we'll take a look at the other NBA playoff games going on tonight oh, right yeah. now. Current- mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you guys something that we talked about on Friday. Sure. I said to you, who do you feel better about, Dallas or the Jazz? Because Dallas was up 2-1. Now who do you feel better about? I still feel better about Dallas now that Doncic is out there, even though they lost with Luka in game four. Okay. And wasn't there another one that was, oh, Minnesota, Memphis. You said to me you felt better about Minnesota. Is that right? Or Memphis. Who'd you feel better about on I feel, Friday? I, I, I still feel better about Memphis than Minnesota. Now it's tied at two. Yeah. How about the Suns? Minnesota is 3-0 and in games where they have to uh, uh-huh. take a protester off the court. <laughs> Going back to the plane. By the way, How the anticipation that on that protester Tremendous. On, over the weekend. I mean, that security guard watched some film. Watch some film. Clearly, I mean, he you, was coming. The he was ready. He the was anticipation ready. was just preternatural. Wasn't it two f- women? Was it? Was it was it, a woman. In this case, it was a woman, and another she was woman. talking, and yeah. she went on the court, and she was down at the three-point circle. Yeah, basically. All right, that was Argonaut Wine. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Argonaut always has great specials, and here are a few. Chile and Argentina wines are on sale right now. All of them. Stop by Argonaut today off Colfax to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running, including this year. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. And don't forget, orders $100 or more are free. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, great job today. Same with you, Danny. Mace, good start to the week. Let's do it. Make it the best possible night you can.